I am Dr. Gaurav Agarwal, consultant interventional cardiologist practicing at Narayana Hridayale Multispeciality Hospital, Jessar Road, Kolkata. I am going to talk to you about latest updates in hypertension. Before I proceed, I would just like to uh, just summarize upon how do you define hypertension. So various societies and various guidelines have their own definitions and own cutoffs of definition of hypertension. But I would like to use this clinical definition where it is said that any level of BP at which the benefits of treatment outweigh the risks is called as hypertension. If I talk about the prevalence in the age group of 16 to 60 years, the prevalence of hypertension has been found to be in the range of 30 to 45%, which if I split is about 24% in men and 20% in women. And when I talk about the elderly population, that is patients beyond 60 years of age, the prevalence of hypertension is more than 60%. So it is very evident that with increasing age, the prevalence of hypertension is exceedingly high. Now coming to the classification of blood pressure, uh, various societies have their own definitions and own cutoffs, but recently International Society of Hypertension and subsequently the Indian guidelines have accepted these cutoffs where they say that the optimal level of blood pressure, the systolic BP, when it is less than 120 or the diastolic BP is less than 80 is called as optimal blood pressure. Then we can say that the normal blood pressure is when the systolic is between 120 to 129 and diastolic is between 80 to 84 mmHg. And then we say that high normal, when do you call the blood pressure as high normal? That is when the systolic blood pressure is between 130 to 139 mmHg and or the diastolic blood pressure is between 85 to 89 mmHg. Coming to the grades of hypertension, Grade 1 hypertension is defined as systolic BP of between 140 to 159 mmHg and or diastolic BP of 90 to 99 mmHg. Grade 2 hypertension is when systolic BP is between 160 to 179 mmHg and or diastolic BP of 100 to 109 mmHg. And grade 3 hypertension is when the systolic BP is more than equal to 180 mmHg and or the diastolic BP is more than equal to 110 mmHg. And there is an, another entity called as isolated systolic hypertension, whereby the systolic BP, when it is more than equal to 140 mmHg and the diastolic BP is less than 90 mmHg, we define it as isolated systolic hypertension. This entity is particularly seen in elderly patients, children, and youngsters below 30 years of age. Without going into further details of the pathophysiology, I would just like to bring your attention towards the rule of 50 that we uh, commonly use in hypertension. If I say in India, the prevalence of hypertension has gone up over the next 30 years to 38% in men and 32% in women. So coming to the rule of 50s, we said nearly 50% of the patient is having hypertension, which is undiagnosed. Now out of this diagnosed population, that is the remainder of only 50% they uh, undergo adequate treatment for blood pressures. And out of these 50% who have uh, undergone treatment for their hypertension, in those only 50% are able to prevent the long-term complications of hypertension. So raised blood pressure is one of the most important risk factors for cardiovascular disease. As we're aware of the five prevalent risk factors for cardiovascular disease, including hypertension, diabetes, dyslipidemia, age, and smoking. And because of 
the low awareness about hypertension and lack of appropriate care, it is poorly controlled. The ACC AHA has released a scientific statement in 2021 offering new guidelines for management of stage 1 hypertension where the patient has a low ASCVD risk score. In these patients, particularly in the high normal range, whereby the blood pressure is between 130 to 139 and the diastolic BP is somewhere between 80 to 89 mmHg, they say that there is no need initially for any drug therapy to control the blood pressure. It predominantly decides upon the non-pharmacological therapy that is diet and lifestyle modification. And if at all, after three to six months of diet and lifestyle modification, the blood pressure is still on the high normal range, then you can start considering a pharmacological therapy with a single low dose agent. Now coming to grade one and grade two hypertension, it is now common practice that all the practitioners and the cardiologists, they commonly prescribe fixed dose combination of two drugs particularly uh, ACE inhibitor or uh, angiotensin receptor blocker plus a calcium channel blocker or an ACE inhibitor or angiotensin receptor blocker with a diuretic. From the last two years, we have been having this pandemic of COVID-19 and ARDS, acute respiratory distress syndrome, was a potentially fatal complication of COVID-19. And a recent study in the Journal of American Car uh, College of Cardiology, that is JAC, found that raised blood pressure leads to further worsening of ARDS. And there was one study which showed that uh, administration of metoprolol to these patients who can tolerate the beta blockers can lead to reduced inflammation and improve the respiratory function in patients with COVID-19-induced ARDS. Now, uh, what is the target level of blood pressure for uh, any hypertensive patients? So again, I would like to highlight one very important point that the target blood pressure varies for each and every different subgroup of the patient. Depending upon the age of the patient, the target blood pressure varies. If I talk about the uh, relatively younger age group that is less than 60 years old, in those patients uh, who are diagnosed to be hypertensive, in them, our target blood pressure is somewhere around, to bring it lower than 140 mmHg and lower than 80 mmHg of diastolic. And if at all the patient is very well tolerating the less than 140 mmHg cutoff, then we can target the systolic BP to somewhere around 120 to 129 mmHg. This was well established in the ACCORD trial. And then in these patients, we can target a diastolic BP of less than 80 mmHg if they are tolerating the treatment well. This was established in the advanced trial. Now, coming to the elderly population, that is patients beyond 60 to 65 years of age. In these patients with normal physiology and with normal uh, aging, the blood pressure tends to set a new homeostatic level where the baseline blood pressure itself is slightly raised as compared to the younger population. So in these patients, the target blood pressure should be somewhere around systolic BP of around 130 to 139 mmHg and diastolic BP of somewhere around 80 to 89 mmHg. And it is further said that patients who are beyond 75 to 80 years of age, in them targeting a blood pressure of somewhere around 140 to 150 mmHg is also sufficient enough if the patient is not otherwise symptomatic. So coming back, as I discussed just now, that the younger the patient, the lower should be the target blood pressure level. And this was very well established in the SPRINT and ACCORD trial, as well as in the STEP randomized trial. But the important point to be noticed here 
that is in the sprint trial, the blood pressure, the method of measuring the blood pressure was by taking the 24-hour office BP, that is the average of all recordings throughout the 24-hour period, which obviously will be lower than one single reading. So this is one fact which we need to keep in mind when we are treating patients with hypertension. Nowadays, obviously, we are well aware of these terminologies like ambulatory blood pressure monitoring and nighttime blood pressure. We have so many patients where we have non-dippers or patients who have uh, reverse dippers, whereby it's normal physiology that our blood pressure is supposed to fall slightly as compared to the daytime values during the night. And patients who do not have this physiological fall in blood pressure uh, at night or patients who did do not who rather have increased blood pressure at night they are at particularly very high risk for cardiovascular disease and complications and that is why comes the concept of ambulatory blood pressure monitoring and nighttime blood pressure and now all the recent cardiovascular guidelines they recommend that in all the hypertensive patients it should be considered once to have ambulatory blood pressure monitoring recording, particularly when they are, they are having refractory blood pressure, uh, refractory hypertension, or when they are having refractory symptoms, or when they are having orthostatic or postural symptoms. And in these patients, the 24-hour office BP, the uh, cutoff for hypertension is 130 mmHg of systolic blood pressure and 80 mmHg of diastolic BP. And it has been found in multiple studies that for every 20 mmHg increment in systolic BP and or 10 mmHg increment in diastolic BP leads to an increased mortality risk by 23% and increased risk of CV events by 36%. The most common cause of uh, refractory blood pressure or the patient not responding to your medications is non-adherence. And that is where the, lies the importance of combination therapy. Most of the cardiologists or the physicians nowadays are in the habit of practicing combination drugs, which contains two molecules. As I uh, said previously, a fixed dose combination of an ACE inhibitor or ARB or a calcium channel blocker or a diuretic. Uh, since 2018, uh, the SARTAN group, that is the angiotensin receptor blockers, have been slightly under some controversy uh, because of the presence of a carcinogen N-nitrosodimethylamine, which is uh, abbreviated as NDMA, and it has been found in valsartan, candesartan, irvisartan, olmesartan, and there has been a uh, few studies where they showed that for almost 1 lakh patients who received these ARBs, additional 22 liver cancers have developed. And that is why there is some controversy, but this is still not enough evidence to, you know, establish a cause and effect relationship between the intake of or administration of uh, angiotensin receptor blockers and development of cancers. So this is somewhere under controversy and we should not draw any conclusions from this particular study unless we have some further established data. Now coming to the Hygia study, which represents a large study that tested nighttime antihypertensive treatment. And as I was mentioning, that patients who do not have nocturnal fall in blood pressure, which is a physiological phenomena, or patients who have a paradoxical rise in their nighttime blood pressure, in these patients, it is preferable to prescribe a nocturnal 
antihypertensive agent we are usually in the practice of prescribing antihypertensive agents in the morning particularly after breakfast and that is the standard of care but particularly in these subset of patients and uh, this kind of non physiological increment or a paradoxical increment in blood pressure has been found to be in patients with obstructive sleep apnea patients who are obese patients who have diabetes patients who are overweight in these particular patients you can you know consider giving a nocturnal antihypertensive agents particularly if you have found on ambulatory blood pressure monitoring that their nocturnal blood pressure levels are elevated so uh, by this i would like to uh, end today's discussion and summarize just by saying that hypertension is not defined by a single value it varies for each and every patient you should not treat a particular value you should treat your patient and you should treat your symptoms and secondly the first and foremost treatment for any hypertensive patient is diet and lifestyle modification a diet which is rich in potassium rich fruit potassium rich diet a diet which is low in salt a diet which is rich in fresh fruits and vegetables a diet which is consisting of whole grains cereals and nuts like walnut almond this diet should be prescribed to every hypertensive patients which we can say as a mediterranean diet which is quite commonly prevalent nowadays and then lifestyle modification particularly 30 to 45 minutes of brisk walking or jogging daily or uh, around 150 minutes of brisk walking per week along with weight loss it has been found that up to 3 to 5 kgs of weight loss has led to Uh, about five to seven mm hg fall in systolic bp and two to three mm hg fall in diastolic bp so and particularly if the patient is having a risk factor of smoking then they should stop smoking and you should motivate them and uh, help them to rehabilitate with this addiction so thank you